0: Hello and welcome to another Spencey on Soaps with me, Susan Spence. Well, before we kind of kick off with everything, it's been a bit of an unusual week, hasn't it, really? Because the events in Cumbria, the tragic events in Cumbria, basically led Coronation Street to decide that they would shelf their shooting storylines and the siege in the underworld for that week so of course we had built it all up that we were going to do um you know an episode a night for last week all about tony and underworld and carla and all that lot and of course they got shelved in the end um so it means that this week we're kind of back to normal And they will play catch up by putting on a couple of episodes a night. And by the time we get to the end of this week, we will be back to normal. The schedule will be completely back to normal uh, for Coronation Street. So we'll talk about that. We'll also look forward to Emmerdale, which has been slightly affected as well. And EastEnders, which of course um, has been affected too. Uh, this time around, not for the same reason, but because of the situation in Bradford, they've decided to kind of tweak one of the storylines that involves Lucas. So we'll talk about that as well. So plenty to get through then for the week of June the 7th in the world of Coronation Street EastEnders and Emmerdale. Let's kick off then with Coronation Street. And unlike the updates where I've left last week's storylines in there to do with the siege, um, I'm, I'm not going to go through it all again. <laughs> Uh, this week on the podcast because we will run out of space basically and you'll get bored listening. So we're just going to start with June the 7th then for this week. If you do want to refresh your memory or go back to it, you can read the updates on susanspence.co.uk. So the residents of the street then are left reeling when Gail's verdict is delivered. Now, remember, at this stage, we have no idea which version ITV will show. But as I've said, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, I think Gail will languish in prison a little while longer. All Tracy is bothered about is whether the police will keep their part of the bargain, but Gail's cellmate plans to give her something else to think about for being a snitch. Uh, Tracy ends up in a hospital bed. However, as a concerned Ken and Deirdre arrive to visit their battered daughter, and let me tell you, she's well battered, it's clear she still has her eye on the main prize, and that is early release. She did do a good job in the witness box, didn't she, Tracy? However, Part of me thought there, I thought, hmm, unconvincing. What would the jury make of that? So we will see if it worked or it didn't work. And it's also the aftermath of Tony's handiwork. And we discover who has perished in the siege that we spoke about. That's all we're going to say about it. I think that's probably the best idea is that's all we say about it because we covered it last week and it's all in the written updates if you want to see it. Now, Nick's got more than his mum to worry about. Underworld is in ruins and Carla is nowhere to be seen. All to do with the siege. It will become clear. However, could his ex-wife be the one to save the day, Leanne? always forget these two are married, helps him secure the lease on Turners to use as new premises. But she goes behind Peter's back to do it. Now he has already refused to help Nick because they had a Barney over Gail. All well and good, Nick's now got new premises, but no work. Can he sweet talk Paul yet again into trusting him with his order? And Leanne seems to think so, and it's clear that there's still unfinished business between these two, which is exactly why Peter's not happy about the arrangement when he finds out, thinks there's something going on, not quite right. Maybe he has a point. Now, Izzy's dad arrives on the cobbles this week, but she gives him short shrift. It turns out she's had enough of his overprotective behaviour, but determined to make things up with her, Owen hangs around and ends up making a big impression on Liz. Love is definitely in the air as Izzy and Gary start to get close as well. Roy's attempt at romance goes astray as his love letter to Haley ends up in the wash. Undeterred though, he cooks a candlelit dinner and goes down on one knee a round of applause for Roy. At last, that man has found romance. Um, Audrey reconsiders her relationship with Lewis when he cancels their date because one of his escort clients wants him to stay overnight. Can't imagine anybody would be happy with that. And Tina breaks down when she goes through Joe's belongings. I have absolutely no sympathy. She made no effort to help Gail. And I can't believe she thought for one second that Gail really did kill her dad. So I hope she gets her comeuppance on this. So that's Corey, kind of in a nutshell. Emmerdale then and will Nicola and Jimmy get married? Emmerdale bosses are keeping tight-lipped on the outcome of this but I'm tempted to say it'll all come good and you know why I'm tempted to say because I just think with all that's going on everywhere in the soaps that surely one of them's got to have a happy ending. The only way that Emmerdale has actually been affected by um, World Cup and timings and all of that kind of thing is is actually um, one night this week, I think it's Thursday, they're going to have two hours. They were affected by Britain's Got Talent and this week they catch up with two hours or one hour on Thursday, I think it is, but it's all on the website. Now, With Nicola and Jimmy, it doesn't start that way that it's going to come good, but I'm convinced it will. She sees it as an omen when the wedding car company cancels and her court hearing is scheduled for the same day as the wedding. Oh... Trying to stay positive, Nicola asks Ashley to move their wedding to 4pm just after the hearing and she and Jimmy continue with their hen and stag night arrangements. Now, that ends in a farce, though, as a drunken Nicola runs through the streets laughing and shouting, only to be shot down by Viv, who swiftly gets a piece of Nicola's mind. All very amusing for us, but not for Nicola, especially when the next day she has the hangover of Mahel and breaks down at the wedding rehearsal. Uh, Jimmy's stag do is the exact opposite. It's an anticlimax. Nothing much goes on and he spends most of the night watching Carl and Eve flirting with each other. That's another storyline for another week. The big day arrives. Will it be the day Nicola gets married or the day she goes to jail? Look out for Paul Lambert. Uh, Matthew Bowes returns for his sister's wedding. And if I had a pound for the number of times someone's asked me, If he'll get it together with Aaron, I'd be a very rich woman by now. Uh, Talking of Aaron, he's struggling with Jackson, working nearby, and tries to make amends again, but is shot down again. However, he gets his chance when uh, he refuses to take Kane's side in his dispute with Declan and Jackson, deciding to help them instead. Mmm, difficult move, that one. Uh, Nathan's back to his weasel ways. He's the one behind David's blackmailing. He threatens to show Layla the DVD of him and Tanya unless David votes in favour of Declan's planning application. However, he has to change tact when David tells him he's not bothered about losing his political career and that Layla knows only too well what a slimebag Nathan is. Remember, he blackmailed Leila over sleeping with him. Uh, so Nathan turns to bribery. Oh, what a class act he is. And offers David money in returns for his vote. Given that Layla has her heart set on Ferris cottage, it'll come as no surprise that he agrees. Diane and Charlie sleep together. Ugh, oh, yuckety yuck. After he chases a thief who nicked her bag while they sat at a cafe in France. I think this is meant to be her idea of a reward for her hero. Doesn't really bear thinking about, does it? Also this week, Maisie gives Natasha and Declan her blessing when she walks in on them kissing. Paddy and Rona go into business together. Nicola apologises to Viv. And Adele is pleased when Andy spends the night with her instead of going to Jimmy's stag night. I'm not sure who my favourite couple are at the moment, actually. I do love uh, Nicola and uh, Jimmy, which is why I want that wedding to go ahead. But I also love Natasha. Not quite sure if I love um, Declan, though. And I like Adele, but I don't really like Andy. Mm. So we'll go with Jimmy and Nicola then, I think. On to EastEnders then, and thank the Lord we don't have to endure the Walford Teens this week. All that malarkey in the woods, what a turn-off that was. Back to business then, and Phil is back on the bottle when he realises he's in danger of losing both Ben and Louise. Now, after Ben's confession about hitting Jordan, social services come knocking as you would expect. And then with Phil having gone AWOL, Shirley's not happy at having to fob them off. So it's a pleasant surprise for once in her life when he eventually turns up on the doorstep. For all the good it does, though, Ian agrees to let Phil have Ben over for lunch, but the lad makes it clear he doesn't want to be there and would rather live with Ian after the trial. Phil's worried when social services make it clear they'll be keeping a close eye on the situation, so asks Ian for his help. No prizes for guessing the answer on that one. Now, the Mitchell family solicitor warns Phil that Ben may have to go to the Crown Court unless it can be proved that Ben was provoked into attacking Jordan. Hmm. Thinking this just can't happen, that's when Phil turns to the booze. Cue Shirley popping round to Jordan's house only to be given short shrift by Denise and putting the case in jeopardy. Meantime, the whole thing is taking its toll on Jordan, who confesses to Denise that he called Ben a girl and goaded him into doing something. Denise tells Lucas that perhaps Jordan should change his statement, but he's having none of it and storms out. So with Lucas having disappeared the next day in court, Jordan insists on telling the truth. But it makes no odds, as the case is referred to the Crown Court. So where has Lucas been all night? Well, originally, he was out picking up a prostitute in a bid to teach her the error of her ways. The way this guy's mind worked is mental. Now, the scenes involve Lucas making her pray to cleanse her sins and the situation was going to get out of hand and we see him taking his tie off or we would have seen him taking his tie off. However, following the CPS's decision to charge Stephen Griffiths with the murder of three coal girls, This is real life now, by the way. EastEnders execs decided to drop the prostitute link from the episodes out of respect for the families of those affected. Those episodes have been refilmed, so we'll get to see what happens on Wednesday. Now, it's still likely, though, that the scenes where Denise discovers blood on Lucas's clothes and a condom in his car will still be aired because they can tie this in without showing anything else. So uh, this, along with his public display of affection after staying out all night, sparks her suspicions that he's having an affair. All he has to do, really, if you think about it, is convince her otherwise, because he's great at telling lies. But Lucas is so annoyed that he's being questioned in this manner by his wife, that he snaps and suggests they go for a drive. It's all a bit, what's the word? It's all a bit, not spooky or mean, sinister. That's the word I'm looking for, sinister. So, does he have murder in mind? Well, like me, you will have seen the pictures of uh, Denise and the divers and all of that kind of thing. Now, the pairing of Max and Vanessa is spot on. Now, you might remember last week that I said to you that I love Zoe Lucker. And I think she's already, she's made a mark on this. She's fabulous. And it's not long before they're in bed together. Or should that be they're on the office floor together? Uh, Darren also seems to be having some luck with Vanessa's daughter, Jodie, who arrives in the square, albeit with the help of a few white lives. However, he has to do some quick thinking when he spots Max and Vanessa getting steamy at the car lot, doesn't want his uh, the girl to see, and later informs a stunned Max that Vanessa's married. Max confronts her, but is shocked when she doesn't deny it and says she'll leave it up to him if he still wants to continue seeing her. Has Max met his match? Uh, Also this week, Billy leaves the square for the army and asks Carol to look out for Whitney. The book club ladies try on saucy underwear. I thought they were meant to be reading books. And Glenda turns up at the Vic asking for a place to stay. Just what? is she up to? So there you have it. You're up to date now with Corey, Emmerdale and EastEnders for the week of the 7th of June. All a bit disjointed this week because of uh, the events that are happening in real life. Uh, So we should, I think, be back to normal this week if you want to know the exact dates and airings of all the episodes then just check out the soap updates on the website susanspence.co.uk and you should be able to follow it from there i'm susan spence thanks for listening to spency on soaps and we'll catch you next week see ya